Alrighty, it's bye week uh, for Port Adelaide, and that means it's bye week for the Creedcast too, because we don't have any uh, reviews or previews that we can do. We're going to do um, over the weekend. Um, I'll do a review of Port Adelaide season so far, as well as a review of the season as a whole. Like uh, more of like, well, not a review of Port Adelaide season as a whole will be one review, and then I'm going to talk about um, just the rest of the league and see like. Kind of just my opinion of where everything's at. Um, it'll certainly be. Um, I've just finished watching the end of Melbourne Brisbane, and it's going to be certainly swayed by everything I've seen up until that point. So it'll probably be all like, you know, complete hogwash by the end of the season because you know things never go as as you expect. But certainly, there's plenty to talk about at the halfway mark for the AFL as a whole, whether that be how the rule changes going or different rules and umpiring and um, how teams are going and all that stuff. So. We'll do that as well as a review of obviously um, Port's halfway point um, and see where we're at there too. I'm pretty happy with that, how that's going, but um, yeah, certainly plenty to talk about on the Port front too. But for now, I thought, um, I don't know why I'm doing this really. Um, I just thought it'd be fun to just throw a couple of um, tips out there for anyone looking for something to watch over the weekend. Um, a few of these are probably some of these are going to be people have seen before, um, but um, really just three TV shows that um, I don't hear talked about, or one of them I probably hear a bit about. Um, a couple of them you don't hear a whole lot about, and um, yeah, relatively, uh, one of them's been around for a few years, and it's got three seasons under its belt. Uh, one of them's just in its second season, releasing on streaming at the moment, and one of them's got a season coming very soon in July. Um, so I'll, yeah, just talk about three TV shows that I think are, are very easy to binge. Um, two of them are half hour kind of, um, uh, you know, still not sitcoms, but uh, you know, comedy TV shows, and then one of them's a um, drama, um, but very good and easy to binge as well. And when the, we've, we've binged a couple of in the middle of watching again as well. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to put that out there just for anyone that's listening and just wants looking for something to watch over the bye weekend. Um, you know, just tips, you know, it's always good to have someone say, Hey, you seen this TV show? It's fucking awesome. Give it a watch. Um, so yeah, I'll talk about that. I'm obviously recording here in Australia, so, um, I will let you know where it is to watch, um, in Australia, which, uh, two of them are Apple TV. Um, TV show, so it'll be wherever if you've got Apple TV, doesn't matter where you are in the world, they'll be available to you. Um, so yeah, and then another one's on a local one called Stan here, but it'll be a Paramount show in the US. But I'll talk about that more when I get to them. So yeah, let's get into it. Let's get to the first one, um, that I'm uh, super excited to t- tell people about. That is Mythic Quest, that is an Apple TV original. Of legendary heroes, one man will rise to take all of the credit. This game has something that no one else will. Me. This is where the magic happens. Hey, can I get a coffee? I'm coming, Ryan! Everybody has that game that they fell in love with because they make an impact. Those games were somebody's legacy. Well, this is my legacy. Our legacy. Our legacy, whatever. It's not my legacy. I have a BA in women's studies. What exactly is women's studies? It follows the experiences of women and the contributions they've made to... Inquiry withdrawn. Quick thing, I'm I'm worried about the time. Yeah, David, I'm moving as fast as I can. It's not my fault that these watermelons don't explode like real heads. I can get you real heads. Not human. That's commitment. I built your vision. It's like you're this brilliant painter, and I'm your favorite brush. I'm just some tool to create your masterpiece. I like that metaphor, but it's not quite right, is it? I Are think you seriously you sh- about to noodle on my metaphor right now? Bang, bang, yeah! bang, 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 bang. I know 
that I can be difficult. Papa, you can't give up. We're like the Beatles. <laughs> Together, we make masterpieces. I could write the lyrics and the music and everything, but it would sound completely different without the drums. Wait, I'm Ringo? Well, yeah, of course you're Ringo. I mean, look, somebody's gotta keep the beat. Oh my God! At least you brought me breakfast. Oh, this is mine. It's prescription. A prescription bagel? Legally, you're actually not allowed to ask me about Whatever. it. Alrighty, Mythic Quest. Uh, trailers don't ever do it like, especially when I'm playing a trailer over an audio medium, but I just thought it'd give you an idea of the... Um, well, it doesn't really give you much of an idea. The trailer, it is a show that... Um, I remember watching the trailer for it um, and then just thinking, oh, I'll give this a go. Uh, it's uh, Rob McElhinney and um, the crew behind, uh, like basically the producing crew behind Always Sunny. So if you're an Always Sunny fan, which is another show that's been around for a long time, if you haven't watched Always Sunny in Philadelphia, I absolutely recommend that as well. Um, you can binge through shitload. That'll get you through a few weekends uh, easily. Um, but uh, Myth- Mythic Quest um, came out, uh, it was a 2020 show it came out. So it kind of released um, before COVID and then into COVID. And um, one of the best episodes they did, they did kind of like, so season one happened and then they actually did a special episode between, now season two is happening now, but they did a special episode between, uh, well, after season one, where they actually recorded one during lockdown. And so it was a, it's a really incredible episode of TV, actually, because it's obviously all through, it's a whole half-hour episode of three Zoom calls and stuff like that, checking in on each other, and, and obviously comedy as well, and just their characters and stuff. But um, it actually had some incredibly wonderful moments of honesty and, and kind of showing how people dealt with, Ah, uh, the COVID lockdowns and everything like that. And, um, you know, one of the workers was, um, you know, working, working, working. And then when they were just told to stop, they actually had a bit of a, they needed, a, you know, one of the other guys kind of came around and said, how, how are you actually doing? And there was a really honest moment of them just crying, like one of them crying and one of them holding him. And just kind of just, it is a show that's got a lot of comedy and a lot of fun and it is incredibly funny. But it also has a, um, there's some deep honesty to it as well and some um, really cool moments of um, actual emotion mixed into the, fun of the show um the basic premise is it's um you know rob McKelleny and is this guy that's created this game it's like one of those online adventure games like mythic quest it's you know fantasy high fantasy kind of stuff um you know online stuff and they, they're like they're you know continually creating in this office trying to make create new expansions and stuff like that you know think of you you know your world of warcraft and all those kind of things that games that continually um keep people going and in the online realm and all that stuff so that's the basis of it is basically this guy's created this game and um and they they'll it's the hijinks of the office you know they've got the you've got the guy um there's a guy that's like their story guy who's this um you know 80 year old bloke that's um written novels and he's but he's actually like a you know they allude to things that he's done in his past like um you know getting caught with um well you just in compromising situations overseas and he's not very he's very un-pc and um so he's kind of like you know, he's the story guy and is very eloquent when he's talking about, you know, story and narrative, but then he's actually a bit of a, a bit um, clueless as to how to actually function as a good human being. But, um, you know, then you've got your uh, your test, your, your people, that are the, the ladies that are testing the game and, and the guy that's the, you know, the finance officer who's like, um, you know, Denny Pudi from um, uh, Community, um, who's, you know, he's the guy that's... Uh, you know, in control of like all the monetary aspects of the game, and he's he's really cold and uh, ice-hearted towards all the others about the actual uh, romance of creating the game. He just doesn't care about any of that shit, and is often shitting on them about their 
their thoughts and feelings because he's just there to make money out of the game uh, and milk it for all it's worth. So, you know, they've got all those dynamics of an office that's working towards a game like that. And um, obviously, with um, if you've seen Always Sunny, certainly Brew doesn't go down the... Um, very sad, Always Sunny is a goes down some dark rabbit holes with its with its humor, but it's, it's incredibly funny all the time, but it's also very um, no holds barred. I think Mythic Quest has that same idea behind it. That it's certainly the same. It's as can be as crude as time, but it's kind of like because it's um, the setting it's in, it just doesn't lend itself to the uh, the absolute hijinks that the um, Always Sunny crew do because they're the, the, the absolute degenerates of society doing what they do, whereas these, you know, these characters are having to actually, you know, put up the you know with the show that there's a facade that they're actually a functioning um office that's creating this highly successful online game so you know just the the, the different situations between always sunny and mythic quest don't lend itself to the uh depravity of always sunny but it's certainly got the same um same creative minds and humor behind it so um if you're an always sunny fan you'll certainly enjoy mythic quest and i think if even if you're like me like i'm i've i grew up reading books like you know magician and um and certainly been a great game of thrones fan as well so i kind of i, I love that just the idea anything like with that fantasy world behind it even if it's a just it, the show isn't actually much about the fantasy stuff it's just but they are often talking about the different things um that they're uh, going to try and do but i still i love the idea of being in that realm of all those people creating even though they're it's often um a very um a humorous look at it like when they're when they're throwing ideas at the art crew and they're, um, the art crew is just like, so you want us to do this, you create art within a day and they're like, yeah, sure, you can do that. That's what we pay you for. So it's just, it's it's really funny. But um, yeah, um, yeah, it's a, yeah, uh, a really, I highly recommend it. It's on Apple TV. So um, if you've got Apple TV, but I think you can, if you've bought an Apple device in the last year, you can pretty much get like, I've had, I had a year of Apple TV for free. Um, like just uh, Apple TV Plus, I guess it's called. So uh, I had a year of it for free. I've only I've only just been paying for it the last couple of months. Um, so if you hadn't bought an Apple device of any sort, you should just work out if you've got a free trial because you probably do. Um, and if you don't, I think in Australia it's might. I uh, now I could be wrong, but it might be like seven or eight dollars a month. So it's not too much, and I think you can probably get a free trial at least, even if it's not a year. But um, you might be able to get a trial. But it's certainly worth it. Like if you need, if you want to watch, um, it's certainly worth paying for it even just for a month just to watch it because um as i'm about to get into there's the other show that i absolutely recommend um as and this is probably i did mythic quest first because te- um the next one i'm going to talk about which is ted lasso which is um a lot of people have talked about and it kind of grew um through word of mouth over the last year um ted lasso is um one of my favorite shows of the last five years and um is also an apple tv one so i think uh, mythic quest is worth your time alone but i think if you're bundle it and if you want to stream both over the weekend um you absolutely be worth getting apple tv for at least a month just to be able to watch these both so um i'm going to talk about ted lasso now because i think this is one of the great great shows and moments of the last um just any time it's just such a wonderful show so i might as well just play the trailer for you now and um, then, and then we'll get into talking about it Oi mate, there's you. I believe it is. Wicked. You coaching football. You are a legend for doing something so stupid. I mean, it's mental. They're gonna murder you. This is a bit of news from the other side of the Atlantic. AFC Richmond announced the hiring of their new manager, American football coach Ted Lasso. You're an American who's now in charge of a football club despite possessing very little knowledge of the game. Oh! I know that AFC Richmond is going to give you everything they got, win or lose. Or tie. Right, y'all do ties here. Did you see that? You must be from England, yeah? Wales. 
that another country? Yes and no. How many countries are in this country? Four. Like it or not, Richmond are changing the way we do things. And from now on, that way is the lasso way. Hey, look, this car's got an invisible steering wheel. <laughs> what you're doing is irresponsible. This club actually means something to this town. You don't think I see that every day out there on the streets? <laughs> are you kidding me? I think that's what it's all about, embracing change. Same thing! Being brave. Your decision to bench Jamie was a masterstroke. I don't think we're allowed to talk like that at work anymore. You got no fear of the other dog. For me, success is not about the wins and losses. It's about helping these young fellas be the best versions of themselves on and off the field. I always figured that tea was just going to taste like hot brown water. And you know what? I was right. Yeah, it's horrible. No, thank you. Welcome to England. All right, Ted Lasso. It's um, this show. It's funny. It, it's come from um, and now this is this is just like a little a side note before I actually get into talking about the show more. Um, like uh, the La- Ted Lasso character. So it's obviously Jason Sudeikis plays Ted Lasso. And the Ted Lasso character comes from this incredible, um, and this is—I I remember this from when I was living in in the U.S. Uh, because it, when NBC um, Sports in the U.S. got the rights for the Premier League, um, they w- did this big adver- advertising campaign where it was basically an ad um, with Jason Sudeikis playing this Ted Lasso character who gets hired for Tottenham, and um, this ad- and his, his character in the ads is um, a lot more aloof and stupid as they, they, they kind of dial that back and put some incredible heart into his character in the TV show. Um, but the, this just these three, four-minute bits that they put in NBC Sports with Jason Stegas as a coach were just this, um, you know, just this incredible comedy about an American coach with that kind of like classic American style, American football coach, like NFL coach, that kind of the, your classic coach of that sport or what you think a, the prototypical coach of that sport is, a caricature, whatever you want to call it, and throw him into a Premier League situation. And that was like this, these incredible bits. And I, I highly, highly recommend you just go on um, YouTube and just look up an American coach in London and watch both because they did one. Um, where he got hired at Tottenham and he was there for like six hours and then gets fired. And then they did one a year later for the second season that um, NBC had the had the rights and it was him like just catching up and being a part of telecast and you've got Rebecca Lowe calling him a wanker and he doesn't he thinks wankers are an affectionate term, that kind of stuff. So um yeah, he's yeah, it's just incredible. So th- these happened like I think um that was like twenty thirteen or something like that that the um NBC got the rights. So it it was a long time. Um, and then suddenly I start seeing these ads last year that there's going to be a Ted Lasso TV show. And it's basically the, some of the quotes that you heard in the, that um, trailer for it were um, directly from the ad campaign. But they took those little bits and they were some, somehow able to extrapolate the show into a 10-episode series that had such incredible heart and soul to the show. Um, the Lasso character be- turned from into... like they, And the, the incredible thing they did with this and with it, if you haven't seen the bits it's not not going to sound as compelling as what I'm telling you now but they took this aloof stupid character that um, was you know just incredible comedy but stupid in these in these bits with NBC Sports and were able to make a character that had such incredible heart and soul in this TV show incredibly funny still all the kind of those stupid bits they used that but then they also made it kind of alluring to his character and that there was actually a reason you know he 
there was a lot of smarts behind his character and um it's it was it was an, an incredible feat that what they did for someone like me who me and my mate over in the US we we quote quote back this American coach in London stuff to each other all the time. I've done it for years. Um yeah, like um just all the all these little bits that, that are in these NBC sports bits are just we we quote each other to him all the time and when this trailer come out we were just like, Is this gonna work? Are they gonna be able to take this character and make a T V series that's but funny, I guess, was I mean, our main thing was to not be disappointed in the humor. But the, the biggest surprise from it, I think the reason it captured so many hearts last year, because the word of mouth started spreading on Ted Lasso. I've probably heard, you've probably seen it um, if you use social media or any semi-regular. I've heard, seen people talk about it going, this Ted Lasso show is really good or this is amazing. And, and it just spread by word of mouth because there was people like, and I, I jumped straight on it because I had loved these NBC sports bits for years. But... Um, you saw people like, you know, months or two months after the show came out being like, I've heard a lot about this. I keep hearing about it. I'm going to watch it. And then they watch it and, and love it. And so it was just an incredible thing that, and how it grew. And now it's got a second season coming in July and um, it's wonderful. So it's on Apple TV. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's basically the story of um, Ted Lasso goes over to England. He gets hired after um, an inspirational run with, um, I think, Kansas State Shockers football team. <laughs> I think it's something like that or... So which I can't even I don't even know, um, but uh, it's he uh, and then he gets hired to the football team in London um, or AFC Richmond, um, and sorry I was saying American coach in London I was getting my wires crossed but a, a fictional team playing in the Premier League though, um, and uh, he the the story behind it becomes that he's actually been hired by a vindictive ex-wife of the former owner of the team who she's now gained control in the divorce and she wants to destroy the team because she's doesn't want um, the team to be successful because that that was her um, philandering ex husband's one love was this football team. But so she hires this coach, thinking he's going to destroy the team because and and destroy the reputation of the team and everything because he's an American and what the hell's an American going to do? But the whole season is kind of him gaining the trust of the team and um, his aloof nature and his differences actually become his strengths and all that stuff. You know, it's it's very um, there's a lot of stuff that's like you know it could so easily could have entered the realm of cliche, but it doesn't somehow. It just straddles a line perfectly between cliche and wonderful. And the 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 dinner he goes out to with the the there's a, a journalist that kind of plays that, you know, that role of that English football journalist that's, you know, skeptical about everything and, and we know the similar ones in um, you know, Australian sports as well. And um he goes out for dinner with the guy and the guy actually ends up going like, you really believe all this stuff you're saying, don't you? Like all the things that the journalists thought were cliches, it's just like he was actually, gen- he works out, he genuinely believes them. And then, you know, against the trust of the players, you know, the hard nut um, veteran English, former English um, national team member, that kind of stuff, all that stuff. And, and, um, without spoiling it too much, it's just, it runs that kind of, but it's, it's just, per- and the humor is great. And it's actually, it's, it's very adult. Um, there's a lot of, there's, there's, um, there's, you know, the, the model wife, model girlfriend, one of the players, and all that stuff, and they they talk. It's it's, it's definitely an adult show. There's language and um, you know, sexual talk and all this stuff. So it's it's while it's got that heart and soul, it's definitely an adult show and has adult humor, which is good because it um keeps it real and some of the things that can't happen are surprising and um it's great. But um, I c- I just can't recommend it enough. It's such a wonderful show and there's some episodes that are actually um genuinely heartbreaking. Um the the, it starts right off with some um, allu- like um, little hints to the fact that he's over there also um, 
trying to give some space in the marriage and because there's things are breaking down there and the the story of him and the way they deal with um, the issue of him and his wife and possible divorce and all those things are it's incredible incredibly mature and and um and but heartbreaking and mature and and enlightening in in, in many in all sorts of ways it's just um an incredible show and but it's incredibly funny and that's the that's the main thing it's um easy to watch 10 episodes it it's uplifting and heartwarming and all those things and incredibly funny and has those little heartbreaking moments but it all it's such a feel good show as i think it was the best show for 2020 because it came out and it's not like it was made because you know we're all locked down around a pand- pandemic and stuff but it just was released at the perfect time i think and i think that's why it captured so many people was it just um there was a lot of heartwarming nature to it and it was different it was such a different show and it just came out of the time when everyone was looking for something different like that to take them away from everything that was happening. And um, but beyond that, even now, it's it's still just such a great show and wonderful to watch. So I, I highly recommend you give it a go. Like I said, that's on Apple TV as well, uh, Apple TV Plus. So if you want to get, if you have access to a free trial or whatever, or you even want to get Apple TV Plus for a month, um, well worth giving Mythic Quest and Ted Lasso a go um, and uh, getting them smashed out. Because um, it'll be well worth the the money you spend if you have to. But uh, like I said, there's almost certainly a way that you can get a free trial for at least a month, I think, with Apple TV. So give them both a go. You're a cowboy today. You don't act like the man from the stories I've heard. That's the thing about being a grandfather. I get to do all the things I wish I'd done with my children. Right out. Woo! <laughs> the things I regret, I get to do different. You were right. They're building a city. Everyone's forgotten who runs this valley. I need you more than ever. You have me. What are you doing here? Same thing I always do. Fixing something you couldn't. Stagnation is death for a town, and the Duttons are the ones killing it. New chief is hungry for a fight. I'm gonna buy your ranch, and I'm gonna pull down every fence. It'll look like it used to when it was ours. Just tell me you're to fight. Everyone. A man must stand with his people. This ain't checkers, son. This is chess. You're about to play it with masters. All I do every day is fight for this family. If you were winning, I wouldn't be here. I don't regret one sin I've committed. It's the one I'm about to commit that worries me. Messing with my family. I will chop your family tree down. Progress. Can't stop it, John. Watch me. Yellowstone, a new series Wednesday, June 20th at 9 on Paramount Network. Alrighty, that is the trailer for Yellowstone. That is the season one trailer. It has um, had three seasons now and it's um, into a fourth season. Uh, well, it's coming up to a fourth season. We don't have a trailer for the fourth season yet. I'm fucking hanging out for it. Uh, because season three ended on a fucking cliffhanger, but um, if you haven't seen any of it, then you don't want to hear anything about that. But well, I guess you do. You want to know that it's um still as entertaining as ever as it's uh, finished the season three. 
Um, but yeah, Yellowstone. It is a show um, created uh, by Taylor Sheridan. Who, um, if anyone's a watches movies a bit or keeps an eye on that kind of business, um, you um, you may know Taylor Sheridan's name from. He's the writer. He wrote both uh, Sicario and, and its sequel, um, Sicario Two: Day of the Soldado, I think it's called. And then um, and then he wrote Hello High Water as well, which um, I think is one of my favorite movies of the last ten years. As well as he wrote and directed uh, Wind River, which is an incredible movie as well. Um, quite ha- hard watch in many in some ways, but uh, it's one that I've watched a few times because I find it incredible. It's both well directed, the cinematography is beautiful, and the movie is uh, quite powerful as well as Hello High Water is in different ways. Um, and and uh, in cinemas now, I think he, he directed the adaptation of Those Who Wish Me Dead, um, which is, a, is, a, is a, that was a, fu- a good movie. We went to saw it at cinema, but certainly I think Hello High Water is probably the the high watermark, so to speak, for um, his writing. I think that's just one of my favorite movies ever. I think Hello High Water, but um, his TV show was um, created by him, and he's uh, he's he appears in it a little bit. He's um, if you've watched Sons of Anarchy, I think the the, the cop in the first couple of seasons, uh, that's Taylor Sheridan. He was an actor and model um, before he went into writing. Um, so you you will know his face if you've seen it. Um, and you watched Sons of Anarchy, but Yellowstone. Is a show on the Paramount Network. It is, um, if you're in Australia, it is available on stand to watch for streaming. Um, if you're in the US, I think it's yeah, Paramount Network. I guess they've got a streaming service, I believe. Um, but yeah, it's quite an incredible show. We um, found ways uh, before it came on stand because it took a while to actually find a place for streaming in Australia. Me and um, the better half of the creed, we watched it um, through a one of you know one of those websites you're not meant to use, but you know we used it because we had to. We wanted. We were desperate to watch this show because we knew so. We'd heard so much about it. I was a big Taylor Sheridan fan of Taylor Sheridan's work, so I wanted to watch it. And um, yeah, it's it is a show about um Yellowstone is the name of the ranch in the show. It's um set in Montana, um and Kevin Costner's character, the um yeah John Dutton and his family, uh run a ranch in the that's you know one of those you know, massive ranches, you know, lots of money, um, you know, over a sprawling ranch that um, many other eyes have their, you know, prying eyes have their eyes on, whether it be, um, you know, in the seasons one through three is fighting against um, the nearby uh, reservation, um, Native American uh, reservation, who um, gets a new uh, chief involved there who's got um, eyes on trying to basically take down the Duttons and the Yellowstone Ranch and return it to its, um, you know, <laughs> you know the rightful owners, I guess. And um, as well as other, you know, developers coming in from um, other states that want to, that see the other side of wanting to do, you know, they, they I guess you could say, uh, have similar minds to John Dutton, but different, you know, they, they want to develop it for, um, you know, people to come out and live and golf courses and, you know, resorts and um, estates and all that kind of stuff. Whereas, you know, John Dutton just wants to keep his empire there. He wants to keep his empire and keep cattle ranching, but also the power that wields over the over the people on the state and all that stuff. So it's one of those shows where um kind of like, you know, whether it be Sopranos or Deadwood or something, it's kind of like, I think I've seen someone uh, talk about it as a mix between Sopranos and Deadwood because it is modern day, you know, he's flying around in a helicopter as well as, but there's horses and all that stuff. But it's a modern, it's a modern day Western show, I guess, in a way, because, um, Certainly, set in a ranch, and there's uh, plenty of gunplay and stuff like that. But as well as um, a lot of politics and and stuff, it's it's incredibly smartly written. I, I find it incredibly fascinating the the different ways that um, you know the, the Duttons and you know Kevin Costner's characters and all these kids in the family there of the Yellowstone Ranch um, deal with the political machinations and maneuvers of um, 
whether it be dealing with the local state government or um, you know even going higher than that, and the, and and then even the local um, in law enforcement, and all that stuff. It's um, a, a quite a fascinating watch in that way, but it's just also incredibly entertaining in the action that it, it, it portrays, and it's also a beautiful show. The shots of um, I don't know if exactly where it's actually shot, but um, it's certainly the mon- the scenes of Montana or wherever it is. Um, it's a breathtaking cinematography for a TV show at times. Just um, you can just get lost in watching the you know the mountains and the snows and the and the fields and the valleys and the rivers and all that stuff that they portray in the show. Um, it's it's wonderful. It's certainly, uh, you know, cinema theater, um, Hollywood level kind of cinematography for a TV show that just kind of rounds out the the wonderful experience that it is to watch it. It's um. Uh, incredibly fun, but if you're yeah, if you're a fan of like, I mean, if you're a westerns fan, but even if you're a fan of just good TV, good drama TV, you're gonna like Yellowstone. It's um just incredibly fast to watch. It keeps moving. Um, and the characters are wonderful as well. You know, you got Kevin Costner and then the characters play as kids, but the the ones that you really fall in love with is like the ranch, obviously being a working ranch with lots of people on it. Um, needs plenty of people working it constantly, and they've got like the bunkhouse boys, which is like the the cowboys essentially that work the ranch, and they they live in a you know, kind of just a, a bunkhouse where they're all living the same, you know, cabin together. It's a big cabin. They've got a pool table and they're always drinking beers and playing cards in there. But, you know, there's a few of the guys that they got get involved with that that are actually, that uh, you know, one of the older blokes, I think, is just an actual, you know, he's lived his life as a as a cowboy and he's he's in the TV show now and he's, um he, his character is incredible. And there's the, the, they're kind of like, they're a, while it's a drama and there's plenty of heavy moments in the show, there's, the bunkhouse boys and the cowboys of the the ranch actually provide a lot of um, brevity and um, lighthearted moments to it. The little interplay between them and banter and all that stuff, and um, yeah, it's it's good fun in that way too. And you you find yourself falling in love with a lot of those characters because while uh, it, it's interesting because the main characters are it's yeah, Gil Birmingham's in the show as well. He's the chief of the the reservation. He's um he's incredible. It's it's funny the main characters of the show. Whether it be you know you you kind of because you're you're watching the show and experiencing the events of the show through the through the mo- movements and the eyes of the Duttons, whether it be Kevin Costner is the, the actor playing his kids, they're never good. You know, it's one of those shows where there's not met, there's not anyone that's actually the good guys. It's like you know, like real life, and you know, it's, you know, it's a very Game of Thrones what thing in a way where all the characters are good and bad. And you find yourself rooting for them at different times, but then um, also questioning why, because what they're doing isn't strictly good. And then you know both sides, where they have arguments to their their cause, and you could find yourself rooting for them if you. But then if you twist yourself another way, it's like, well, no, they're wrong. So it's um, it is incredibly fascinating in that way. But then you you got the guys like the guys, <laughs> the bunkhouse boys or whatever, who are just working and and a part of the you know their their spokes in the wheel essentially and um. They're the ones that you really, really find yourself rooting for because, um, you know, but while they do end up doing dastardly deeds as well because their employment tells them to. So it is one of those shows that um, um, makes you have to question your, and you may, you start thinking about your own morals at times as to um, what you would do in that situation or how you would deal with it because, um, sh- you know, power corrupts and, uh, and one, of the, one of the things that this sh- show probably tells the best is, um, you know, whether it's power whether it's political power that you have or it's um, power just by simple land ownership, it um, asks a lot of questions. But um, in all of that, it's just an incredibly fucking entertaining show and um, one that uh, I've heard, you know, it's one that's took a while to, you know, it only came on to stand probably a, year, a couple of years ago um, when its second season was already in motion. 
Um, and I still haven't heard a whole lot of people talk about it over in Australia. Certainly, a lot of people do know about it, um, but a lot, probably not as many as I think should because it's in the years that we've been waiting since um, you know Game of Thrones ended and um, there's a lot of TV shows out there, but this is the kind of show that um, it, it could, you know, it deserves the kind of, you know, water cooler talk because it's just... Um, just so much fun and um and you know Kevin Costner is the main actor it's it's got a big cast um an incredible cast and even you know beyond Costner you'll see a lot of guys that you've seen in movies or things and and you just go oh it's that guy and um yeah it's an incredible incredible show um I can't re- recommend enough so like I said Stan in Australia um or uh, yeah the Paramount Network I guess and um the US and wherever else you are in the world if you listen to this um just look it up um even just find a DVD of it. Um, give it a watch. It's um, it, it it will be well worth your time. Um, yeah, can't recommend it enough. Obviously, I couldn't end um, a little quick tip, a half-hour episode of the podcast without um, informing everyone that, um, if you, I guess most will know, at this point that the incredible This Is Port Adelaide documentary that was produced last year for the Adelaide Film Festival, um, uh, that, uh, you know, we were meant to see it last year and then lockdown, uh, that second lockdown happened and uh, those screenings got canned. But we finally, a lot of us got a chance to see it at the um, Odeon uh, Theatre at Semaphore. In February, um, it was an incredible couple of days where they're doing showings all day, and I got down to the nine nine p.m. one on the Saturday of that weekend in February. You can go back and listen to. I did a uh, podcast. Uh, you can go back in the feed and find it was a reaction to both the the documentary and as well as the archives collection because that just serendipitously turned out that I re- that, that archives collection finally turned up on my doorstep at the same weekend that I got to see the. Uh, this is Port Adelaide documentary. So that was wonderful. And um, they've got a release now with on um, Stan. Uh, so the same spot that you can go and watch Yellowstone. You can go get your, your fill of the Duttons and some some Montana land grab in action and some guns and whatever. And then uh, go, oh, well, let's just go back to reality. <laughs> and uh, not that that's not reality for some probably. But um, 
go back and watch them. Um, this is Port Adelaide, uh, the, the incredible documentary that's kind of the, a documentary both about um, our story for 150 years as a club, as well as um, our 2020 season that kind of epitomised so much about what the Port Adelaide is about and um, what the creed is about and um, everything that we love about Port Adelaide. And it was a wonderful, wonderfully done documentary, um, well worth your time to watch and re-watch and um, get around on stand. I won't talk too much more about it. Um, it's, it's a documentary about Port Adelaide. What more do you fucking need to hear? Um, so get around it. It's on stand. Um, hopefully for anyone that's not in Australia, um, I don't know anything about what they're doing as far as international distribution of the, the documentary. Hopefully it'll turn up somewhere or just... Um, for people to be able to watch or they'll at least release it on disc of some sort, like physical media, so you can at least purchase it to watch or whatever. I'd I'd certainly purchase um purchase a copy of it as soon as it's as soon as, soon as it was available to me. So let's hope that's an option. But um yeah, certainly for us in Australia, um it is available on Stan. Um to to be able to watch and re watch as much as you want. So um yeah, uh, I couldn't end, I couldn't end this because I think it actually became available today. <laughs> so it's just kind of perfect timing that I was Planning to do this little little pod just for the sake of it, and then uh, this that came out today on Stan as well. So, give it a go. Um, it's a wonderful documentary, and um, we're incredibly lucky at Port Adelaide to have such wonderful people um, involved at our club, and as well as the history that people want to tell these kind of stories. Um, as well as the, you know, we had the Rover of Tobruk recently as well, which you should go and give a go on. Um, on uh, oh God, I'm blanking. Seven Plus. It's uh, streaming on Seven Plus, I believe, still. Um, it was having a limited run on there, and uh, it's that's 24, 24 minutes or whatever. I think this is Port Adelaide is about an hour and a half, so it's a feature-length documentary. You're over to Brook is 24 minutes, so it's a little bite-sized thing. So both of them you should go and give a go. Um, yeah, a club with now 151 years of history is um, in incredibly blessed to have so many people wanting to tell these kind of stories, and it's a credit to Daniel Norton and everyone at Port Adelaide and 57 Films and the SA Film Corp and, uh, and everyone involved at the Adelaide Film Festival to get this done. And um, as well as well as just the the, the feat of finally getting uh, the showings in February are wonderful. Um, after all the COVID shit we had to deal with last year and that second lockdown, uh, nixing the um Alberton showing and all that stuff that they were planning, uh, we still got a wonderful weekend of seeing the film and uh, and enjoying it. I know it's done a little run around the country now, and I've heard you know people in Perth who had a wonderful time seeing it, and Sydney and everyone. Um, so it's uh, had its run around the country, and now we get to watch it in our homes and and rewatch it as much as we want. So. Yeah, get around it. This is Port Adelaide, um, as well as yeah, as I mentioned, the Rover of Tobruk, uh, the story of Bob Quinn that was done. Uh, we all saw it the um, before the St Kilda match on Anzac weekend, but that's about um, should be available for you to watch on Seven Plus. So give them a go, and um, yeah, thanks for listening. If you've gotten this far, appreciate it. Um, appreciate the few that do listen regularly. Um, you guys are all all bloody wonderful, and um, yeah, hopefully um, I'll keep kind of getting more used to podcasting and getting getting my um getting a bit more of a, a flow going and everything, but I appreciate everyone that's sticking around and keeping it going, and um, I just enjoy doing it, so that's great. But, um, yeah, a little bit of, um, it's not exactly Port Adelaide stuff right until the end here, but I just thought, hey, that's my podcast, and we can, um, yeah, we, we we love doing other things apart from watching watching Port Adelaide, and uh, certainly in a bye weekend, it's good to have a few a few TV shows to get around. So, yeah, but, um, yeah, over the weekend, um, yeah, whether it be Sunday or Monday, um, we will, there'll be a couple more pods released, uh, with mid mid season review for Port Adelaide as well as a mid year review for uh, the league as a whole and how it's um how it's shaping up for other teams. So yeah, thanks for listening and yeah, come the pair.